stick up that old fossil. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Madamonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And you just noticed, Kenton, that I have McDonald's with me today. I just uh, got some lunch there. So this is interesting, and it's more maybe more of a meaty nerds thing, but I just think it's like the way they hype this this spicy chicken sandwich up. Have you seen the ads for this? <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. spicy chicken sandwich. So I got it. I went and got the Szechuan Szechuan spicy uh, <laughs> sandwich. Oh, wait a sec. Is there a choice of spice? There's three of them. Yeah, there's uh, and I have the one that hasn't come out yet is the ghost pepper one. It's apparently supposed <laughs> to be the hotter one. But here's the issue. The issue, and I, I see so many people on TikTok doing like taste tests of the spicy chicken challenge. And let's see if we can handle the heat. And it's fine. I, I'm, I'm a, I like spicy food. I can eat spicy food. It doesn't bother me. But my issue with the McDonald's one is that and I've eaten it now, so I can't show you. Is that... Um, <laughs> I can't show you the that evidence. Is an issue. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing with the spicy chicken is that it's the sauce. It's just the sauce that's spicy, not the chicken. They're just using the regular McChicken patty that they use for all their chicken sandwiches and just slapping some spicy sauce on it. And that's a bit of a cop-out in my mind. When you want to make a spicy chicken sandwich, you want to make sure that spice is baked into the, the breading and the chicken, right? That's what you want. I think you're onto something here because, you know, I, we're, I'm just on the cusp of uh, we end first year ad with sort of the overriding laws of advertising. And one of them is, and I believe there's a case study that shows it, a Canadian one that says you can't say it's um, a solid oak table if the legs are made out of plastic, for instance. If it's, yeah. if it's like parts of the table are made out of oak, you're not allowed to say that. Yeah. So similarly, it sounds like this would be a parallel to that it would be it's it's not the chicken that's spicy it's the sauce the that's sauce spicy. that is spicy but i don't think it matters in the fast food context because the whole sandwich is spicy <laughs> the whole sandwich is spicy so that's fine if it's whole, but, anyway. but is it well but i don't what, think it is i think uh, i think no, a part, an element when you take it an apart it's is. not now my that's issue right. is that uh and and the reason why this is such i'm so passionate about this stuff is because um in my mind, when you have something that's spicy, you want to commit to the spice. You want to commit to the heat. You want to yes. feel that, right? You just like, you oh, and, you, and as much as people complain about it, those of us who love it will will like eat something really, really spicy and just enjoy that moment of like pain that you get with it. Yeah. But you can't do that with a sauce because you can avoid the because <laughs> you can avoid the sauce. You can you can yeah. not take a bite and maybe there's not enough any sauce in that bite. And and you know what I mean? Like you could just you can you can eat around it. <laughs> you can <laughs> avoid it. You can avoid it. I could scrape that sauce off if I wanted to. Like there's all kinds of ways you but whereas when you bake it in and, and I would say Wendy's is probably the best example. If you want a good fast food chicken sandwich, a spicy chicken sandwich, Wendy's has got a good one that actually the, the breading is spicy, not the not the sauce. Um and uh, and yeah, yeah, so that that's what I would uh, go with. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother with the ghost pepper um, chicken because I just want the sauce. You're reminding like, me. The sauce. Uh, you're reminding me. I don't think I've had fast food like from a fast food restaurant. I gotta think real hard about that because it's been a long time. But well, you know, on a Friday, nothing sounds better. Oh yeah, that's why I got it. It's like oh. that's a, that's a great Friday day Friday lunch. And by the way, now's the time to go because the Shamrock Shake is on sale. As we approach, uh, I saw that on the sign. I didn't get one, but I'm like, oh, they have the shamrock shake. So you can go down to McDonald's and get yourself a, a shamrock shake. Well, normally so, I would get Patrick's my, I, I used to get my students to write the shamrock shakes ads yeah. to, to coincide with this time of year. Um, and then 
we um I we moved traditional media to first semester, so it doesn't it never aligns anymore. Yeah. So I, I think I made it a different kind of McDonald's ad this year. Um, but uh, but to this day, when I see like that that um that um it's Shamrock Shake time, I think right away I think of that assignment and I have PTSD about <laughs> <laughs> that assignment and. Because every year it was like, uh, are you sure it tastes like mint or is it just a green vanilla shake? And like all of that, all of that stuff where you're like, you're just going to have to go get it. Go get a you're shake and have eat to it, buy- drink Yeah, it, just yeah. go get it. Yeah. And I got, and I, and so further to that, I got a shamrock shake, like maybe three or four years ago or something. Cause I was like, I'm sick of the conspiracy theories of the shamrock shake. So I got one and it's, it's absolutely mint. Like it is mint, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who says it's just vanilla colored green just hasn't had it because it's clearly like there's people who say that and every year I have to address that conspiracy or I used to anyway so I had it and I was like oh no it's clearly meant I think I had six sips and I was like I'm done that's it I can't that's all I can drink and so I took it you'll like this so I take it and I throw it in my garbage can in the backyard I was like done throw it in the garbage can then like a week later I start noticing glow in the dark green seeping out of the garbage can like nuclear waste like the Simpsons (laughs) Seeping out of the garbage can. Brutal. It's the shake. That's, a, that's the radioactive shamrock shake that you had. That's Pure radioactive. They, oh, should, they should have rebranded the Baby Yoda. They should. They now. should. There you go. Yes. They can, um, they can move them. Way to bring it back to Star Wars. <laughs> bring it yeah. all back to Star Wars. Well, and, you know, Star way, Wars fans, they love McDonald's. Star oh, for Wars sure. Fans. Come on. Yeah. But there hasn't been a, I'm trying to think, I don't, I think the last time there was a tie-in, they don't really do that. They didn't do that for the new movies. Mm-hmm. Do like a Star Wars toy thing or whatever. They did that when the prequels came out. There was a big, um, I think, I think it was a KFC tie-in, KFC or Taco Bell or something, where they had the cup. Remember the cups with like the, um, the toppers that had like Jar Jar Binks and stuff on it. Yeah, that's the only. Uh, that's the last time I remember seeing Star Wars toys at uh, at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, speaking of that, uh, and the listeners to Media Nerds will know this because I mentioned it last week, but I have made an investment in the uh, collectibles market, the, the toy collectibles. Uh, I picked up a Cara Dune Funko Pop, which I have here in my hand, and it's already, and I have not listed it on eBay yet, but I will tell you that it's already for at least three times what I paid for it on eBay. Uh, this is so this was $15 right that's what how much a Funko pop is like a regular price Funko is 15 this specific one is going for $60 so four times that (laughs) plus plus shipping so there's that amazing yeah so they have more did they only have that one or did they have a a couple different ones I mean yeah the prices range like it goes anywhere from 30 bucks to 60 so it depends on there's a couple different versions of a Cara Dune uh, Funko pop there's um there's a like it depends on the you know exclusive to a thing or whatever but this version is the the one that says the mandalorian on it it's number 327 that specific one is 60 bucks um on uh ebay so i'm thinking i might just go ahead and list this and see how much i can get for it do it should i do it or should i just wait yeah i think you should do it no but could you by the way did they have more of that uh funko pop at that they did yes Uh, you could have actually I could have you could bought have some controlled more. the supply. I could have done yeah. that. Yeah, I went to, by the way, yeah. so anybody who's interested, Gizmo's Galaxy and Kildona Place in Winnipeg had a couple of different, they had at least three uh, figures. They're probably gone there. now. They're probably gone now. They were, yeah, because yeah. I went in like, that was like the day after we recorded that episode and we were just talking about it. And uh, so, yeah, but but it, it is bound to happen again. There's not, they're not going to make any more of these. So, um, so yeah. Good for you. Hey, right and, on. And, and 
I would only think the only reason to delay doing it is if she were to say something even worse. <laughs> and then and then it would be like almost it would be like, y'all, I can't believe they ever made these. Like if it gets worse, then the value of them goes up, I think. Yes. I yeah. think. I think. Yeah, did you see did you see um everybody's favorite story this week with the Dr. Seuss books that got yes. canceled? I saw that, the yes. Six, the six I'd never heard of any have, of them. No, and they're, they're none of the main books. And uh, by the way, I've been pointing this out in my PR class that Dr. Seuss had had um, drawn some highly problematic um, uh, comic strips in, in World War II and, and oh, yeah. propaganda posters. We like we've been looking at that in class for years at this point. So I was funny. It was uh, well, not funny, but it was uh, interesting that the that the publishers finally caught up with it. But then, did you see today the top? selling books in the in the north american market are all dr seuss those oh, six books oh no it's on. serious it's like the cara dude it's the same thing yeah so now so now it's almost like um it's like oh dr seuss has been canceled the next day it's like wait a sec he's america's most popular author yep <laughs> the following day i just watched so somebody would tell uh yeah. the uh my, my son's grade three teacher had some of those racist tintin issues oh. in her in the class somebody would tell her to to get rid of them they're, they're just really? as bad, if not worse, than the doctors. No, they're books. worse. Oh, they're worse. They're yeah. worse because they're more realistic. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and I and I actually yeah, I've never heard of those Doctor Seuss books either. So, um, you know, before somebody says what I just said was <laughs> insensitive, I'm just gonna say I don't know those books at all. No, I don't know what's in them, them, but I have I have seen um the uh, Doctor Seuss's uh, drawings from World War II, and if you yep. Google that, you'll see what I'm talking about. Those are highly problematic. So if there's anything like that in these books, then I understand why they did that. But I mean, it almost seems like, um, you know, like the, the, every day that somebody that something happens like that, that everybody races out to buy that thing, to then um, and just just like the Funko Pop to then then it, then sell it on eBay. This so, is, and by the way. Just, the only reason I'm doing this is because it took a bare minimum amount of effort on my part. Yeah. I was there anyway. I was going to the store. Why not? That's it. I'm not putting any effort into this. Yeah. I would buy it too if I saw it. There's no doubt. And uh, I've even been thinking about it. Like it's been a long time since I went to GameStop ever since the investment fiasco. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but I, I haven't been, but I have but I actually, I haven't been there in about that long. Um, but I keep thinking like, Oh, I did see some there. I probably, I did see some. They did have Caradoon? the Caradoon figure okay. there. Yeah, yeah, they had it. They had it, but that was it, get, it can't I mean, be you, three you weeks the later. There's series. no way. Yeah, you collect the black series, so that's yeah. You would, if you were gonna do that, because you already have that kind of collection going on. I th right? I think I might still sell it too, though. Yeah. This is a rare opportunity. <laughs> now the only there wasn't much in the way of news for Star Wars this week. Um, I was looking through uh, my Flipboard as I do every week, and the only thing I could come up with here was that uh, uh, Bill Burr has spoken out about Gina Carano's firing on his podcast in true Bill yeah. Burr fashion. The, the Bill Burr, the Bill and Burt podcast. I didn't know about this one. I know about his like Monday morning yeah. podcast that so he does by himself, but he does this one yeah. called uh, with Bill Kreischer. Kreischer? I don't know who that is. Um, Kreischer, I think it's pronounced, yeah. And so so, so this, is, this is the quote. I love this. This is total Bill Burr. Quote, I don't know. I think there's just too many channels. And then you have got to do sensational shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I'm on that fucking show. Now I got to watch what, what the fuck I say. <laughs> yeah. Which is just like. If you watch. Yeah, that's right. With the F-bomb in the I got to watch what I say. That's classic. Um, when you watch it, what's funny about it is the two guys on the show are talking about it 
and they and they seem to be, or at least one of them, I can't remember if it's one or both, are unaware that Bill Burr is on that show <laughs> as they're talking about it. And and so when you watch it, you see Bill Burr kind of going like, uh, like kind of shifting uncomfortably. It's fun. It's good to watch. You need to watch it. And they didn't know like, that he was uh, on the show? There's a video on YouTube. That he's on The Mandalorian? No, like he, like one, I think one of them, one or both, like I think it was one, no, it was one. Because then the other guy goes, yeah, you know, Bill's on that show, right? And he's like, really? Are you on that show? He's like, what's it about? Like, they don't even know what it is. <laughs> So it's funny. And then uh, and then you see and it's true that Billboard does look highly uncomfortable. Oh, here's the other another quote. He was she was an absolute sweetheart, a super nice fucking person. And, you know, whatever. And somehow someone will take this video and they'll make me say something else and I'll tr and try to get rid of my bald action figure. It's how it is out there. It's fucking crazy times. People just wait, waiting, laying in the weeds. So it, will that come next? Will, will Bill Burr's bald action figure uh, come off of shelves next? because he's def he's not defending her he's just saying he's just saying she was great to work with like there's nothing wrong with saying that then the other guy on the podcast says have you got an action figure bill and he goes, no <laughs> no come on they have to have one for <laughs> no, him, I don't. They? they don't have one for him yet no they uh, as far as i know they do not and he himself says they do not but that doesn't mean there won't be one i'm sure they i'm sure there will be in fact there yeah. especially if he ends up being in the rangers uh show uh, uh, oh yeah Republic. regardless of where he ends up he's going to be back people love that character too yeah. much uh, to not have yeah. him back. What would they say on Mandalore? You know, it's a shame you're not coming along with us. You got such a sunny disposition. Can't imagine how much fun you are in one of these. So since there isn't much going on in the world of Star Wars this week, I thought we'd do something new and, and different um, and, and do some top five lists. Uh, this is actually inspired by High Fidelity, which I watched last week uh, because it's one of the movies you can now watch on Star which is available yes. as part of Disney Plus. So I was cruising through Star. I'm like, oh, High Fidelity. I love that movie. It's like one of my favorite all-time, top so five good. favorite all-time movies. No, it's not my top five list, but <laughs> I love the top five list because of that movie. Um, yeah. And I know that you, you're, no, you're a big David Letterman fan. You might be, you might like the top 10 a bit more because of that. But I think top five is good. It keeps it, it keeps it efficient. It does. It does. With, so we're going to do our 10. top. Oh, too long. <laughs> cares nobody cares about number six through ten come on so we're gonna do this is what I, I texted you today i said let's talk about our top five favorite star wars moments and that's all i said so we're gonna figure we're gonna find out what we think a moment is uh in this in this conversation but also just kind of it'll be a chance for us just to revisit our favorite star wars uh moments and if people like this type of a segment we can keep doing other top fives we can do top five battle scenes or top five uh lightsaber duels or whatever we get there's a ton of different things we could do for star wars but for this let's just start general and talk about our top five favorite star wars moments and well, let's go from did you order yours in like five to one kind of thing in yep. order of importance i sure did let's start with number five and work our way down you go first okay my or my fifth one rather my number five on my list and uh is the uh, is what to me is the most vivid memory i have of watching the original trilogy in the theater and that's princess leia in a gold bikini uh oh. and people might get <laughs> mad at me for that because of the sexist overtones and there's nothing there's not really anything sexual about it i'll tell you that because i was uh i would have been seven years old seeing that movie in the theater and looking up at princess leia in her gold bikini i was just like wow like just that idea of that image and it was so different from any other way we'd seen her like we'd never seen um carrie fisher and anything other than wearing you know regular clothes so to see her in this kind of gold bikini it was pretty pretty amazing for me 
Well, and don't let's not forget, and this is the thing everybody leaves out. She took her chains that of bondage and used them against her captor. That's right. In a in a, and in a very uh, in a uh, with. Are we spoiling? I guess this is not as. Are we? Can I say what? Yeah, she, she kills Jabba. Of the Jedi. <laughs> she kills That's Jabba, right. dude. It's she like a, a yeah. She chokes the guy. Old. She chokes him out. <laughs> We're coming up on the 40th anniversary of that one too, by the way. Oh, uh, another, so good. another uh, two years, and we'll hit the 40th anniversary of Jedi. So, um, but yeah, I just love it, and and I think honestly, for me, it is more about the um, association with seeing it in the theater. That is, I mean, when I think back to when I saw it in the theater, there's that scene is what I remember. So that's that's why it's my number five. How about you? What's your number five? Well, my number five is the most recent Star Wars moment on my list. And there's only one thing that's happened in Star Wars recently that has made me scream and cry and clap my hands like a little girl. And that is Luke Skywalker shows up on the finale of The Mandalorian season two. And I had to, it had to be in my list, but, um, and, and I have lots on my, my initial run. I had maybe 20 things. So as I, as I, as I, can, as I sort of like cross stuff off the list, I was like, no, I, I can't, I have to say, I don't know that I've ever reacted that way to anything in Star Wars, like in, until maybe, like maybe the first time, the first time I saw the original movie might've been similar to that, but uh, I, ha I have to include it. This has to be in my top five moments. It's a great, it's a great moment. It really yeah. is. Um, and, and think about it in terms of like the difference in like you would uh, normally we'd be going to see a Star Wars movie in the theater. And then what the Mandalorian did is it brought it into our homes in a way that we like, we had to watch it at home. We couldn't go watch it in the theater. So I think there's a difference there and, and watching that happen while you're at home, kind of in the comfort of your own home, it just allows you to just be fully in, in the moment emotionally, I think more so than it would be if we were in a theater. So I think there, that, that was a good thing. And yeah, it's, it, it is an amazing moment, not on my list. I figured it would be on your list. Cause I know that, I know that you love that part of it. Uh, me, the nitpicky part of me goes, you know, oh, the CGI wasn't really great on his face and that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's little details that aren't really important. The whole point of it is that Luke came to pick up Grogu and take him off to the Jedi Academy. And that was awesome. It's massive. I mean, it's, it's like, I thought that the biggest thing that could ever happen is Boba Fett comes back. And we had yeah. that. And it was yeah. like, no, I, I already forgot about that. They're like, hold my beer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Hold my blue milk, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. That's a great moment. And uh, it certainly should be. I'm glad it's on your list because I didn't put it on. Yeah, ha it has to be on somebody's list. But I, I yeah, couldn't yeah, I couldn't yeah. resist. And by the way, anybody listening, please, please submit your list. Give us your top yeah. five in the in the comments and please on do. our Facebook page or our Twitter. Uh, let us know what your top five Star Wars moments are, because uh, I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, OK, so my number four is uh, from the prequels. Um, and it's the best part, well, the second best part of the Phantom Menace, besides the uh, the Duel of the Fates song, which is amazing. It's the scene that we actually get that song in, and that is the lightsaber fight between Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon. Now, this could be in the top five lightsaber battles of all time, but for me, for sure. that moment... Uh, that and more if we're talking about a specific moment, it's the da 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 when they first kind of like uh, confront him, yeah. and he he oh, he like turns on his lightsaber and he turns on the other side of his lightsaber, and that whole part is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. I it love is. it. 
that's the part of the Phantom Menace that I really got into, and it was exciting and interesting. Yeah. No, not the talking or the politics or any of that trade federation bullshit. Yeah. It's just the lightsaber fight, and that is that is really really good. Yeah, I and um, it made my very it made my long list. It did not make my short list that particular uh, scene, but I'm with you on it. It's great. It's the best part of that film, and, and for many people, I think it saved the film. It did. It did. Yeah. 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 That, that's why, like, when I came out of that movie, I wasn't thinking, oh, that was a crappy movie. I was, like, riding high because of that, because that yes. was at the end of it, right? That's and right. Like, wow, that was awesome. And my friend's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I thought it was cool. I thought that lightsaber battle was cool. Maybe it is, not so much the... Uh, yeah. It's still maybe not so much the attack. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, the rest of that scene is not necessarily great with you know Anakin uh, going, oops, yeah. and pressing buttons on the fighter and accidentally destroying the mothership whatever he does it's stupid but the, the, <laughs> and the lightsaber duel is awesome so and the other thing about that is that it's that whole three like george lucas after return of the jedi george lucas decided that he wanted the three-part battle going on in every movie yeah right because he did it in jedi and so that he wanted to do that in every other movie after that yeah. so in the phantom menace it's lightsaber battle between those three and then the crappy battle with the droids and the gungans and then the third aspect was um was was anakin in the in the fighter which was also pretty bad so only one of those three things was awesome but it still uh, i think deserves to be on the list oops wrong one maybe this one Nope. Wait, here it is. How about you? What was your number four? My number four um, was also um, probably in my list because when I saw it, it's from Return of the Jedi. When I saw the film in the theater the first time, the crowd was yelling and screaming, and in a way that, like, I don't think I, I don't think any of the modern movies. Um, could replicate what it was like on that opening day and people stood in line that's you know you couldn't pre-buy tickets so the crowd was amped and the thing i remember the part i remember that was the most fun um was watching at the end of the lightsaber battle with um luke and darth vader um and the emperor is just he's just like letting luke have it with the lightning bolts he's letting luke have and darth vader takes his sweet time getting up to help luke and and he does the and and if you watch it you see like vader looks and he looks back he looks he looks yeah. back he looks and then finally and finally he picks up the emperor and throws him but what i remember is in the theater people are like pick him up they're just screaming pick him up come on you know what you have to do and people were just screaming really and yeah oh yeah yeah I, I that that stands out in my mind like when you watch it at home it's just like a few seconds but in the theater it was like agony it was just people going just just losing their mind and it was like watching a tennis match. Yeah, I certainly think they exaggerated because he can't see any expression in Darth Vader's face. So you have yeah. to make it very, very clear that he's actually debating this in his mind. So it yes. is a, look this yes. way, look this, that's what it is, right? So it looks kind of clumsy on screen, but I, I'm interested that, that and then again, I was young when I saw this movie, so I don't yeah. remember people saying that in when I saw the theater, but I certainly don't remember thinking that, that Darth Vader was going to switch back. Like that was a surprise yes uh when it happened right yeah. so that the fact that the audience is already there that's that shows you that the audience was kind of anticipating that well they were hoping for it i think yeah. they were hoping for it and they and it was agony because you know he, our hero is being hit with yeah, lightning he's over and over screaming yeah. right there's the, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right yeah. yeah and so so it's such a like i like the exaggerated the way they play that up and sort of and they do they torture the audience a little bit or lucas uh not lucas um richard markan does 
um, I guess, uh, you know, Lucas as well um, by proxy, but, but just sort of make milking that moment just for a little longer than it has to go. So that when you get the excitement of actually seeing them do it, it's just, it's so much the better. It is the quintessential moment that that is the, the moment that everything's leading up to. Like that yeah. is it, right? Everything yeah. up to this point has been about, about turning Darth Vader and you don't realize it until that moment either, which is really cool. So yeah, that's a very, very good moment and an important moment in, in Star Wars. So good, good pick for that one. Yeah. These are good. Um, these are good. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 My number three is from Empire Strikes Back. It's the asteroid field scene. Um, and, oh, and um, so good. I mean, it's just, it, it, it stands out to me as being my favorite scene from Empire, but also like when I, when I watched it and again, you have to kind of go back to the movies of the time and comparing Star Wars to other science fiction movies of the same era. And there's night, it's night and day. Like Star Wars is so much better than all of the other movies. And to make a, make a spaceship look like it's, it's going in and out of these asteroids. And even when we saw it in like Star Trek, it's like they basically just plow into the asteroid field and get hit. Like they don't try to dodge anything in Star Trek. In Star Wars, they do. The, the, the Falcon dodges and flips and spins and does all these maneuvers. That and the score makes that an amazing uh, moment for me. It's fantastic. Uh, it's not on my on my short list, but it's, a, it's incredible and it's true. It's like one of the lasting images from that film. It's perfect. It's really good. That yeah. scene is I, perfect. I was, yeah. I got to say, when I was going through these lists, and I, was, I did the same thing. I kind of made a longer list and put it down. Um, and I was at first trying to, you know, pick something from each era of Star Wars. Um, but then I thought, you know what? Let's just let's just go through. Basically, what I'd end up doing is just kind of go through each movie in my mind and think of what I liked about each movie and then kind of went from there and narrowed it down. Um, yeah. So yeah, some of these are like you know they may be leaning more heavily towards the original trilogy. Um, although mine, I, I do have one for the new trilogy here as well, but it's just because that is you know that's the most uh, meaningful uh, part of it for me. That's that's what I love the most about Star Wars is that original trilogy. So my number three is also also from The Empire Strikes Back, and it is um, the scene uh, on Cloud City where uh, they go, they're going for lunch and the door opens and they're not going for lunch at all. You mentioned this scene like every episode of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it's number number one for you. Well, there's something, there's a couple things that are more iconic that I could not list at it's number true, three. It just would have been, yes, it just, when maybe that's where our lists will, uh, will be similar, but I couldn't, um, th- th- it's just a moment that I just love. I just love it. And then it's Boba fun. Fett steps out and you're yep. just like, holy like and the then the gun flies across the room there's so much going on there in a in a brief period of time and it really yeah, takes a true. second to get your mind around it for sure yeah that's yeah. The, but just i just think about the 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 you know and we've talked we've actually probably dissected this scene more than any yeah. other specific scene in star wars yeah like the it's the it's the land we're talking about cloud city it's the music it's all the, it's the it's the mise-en-scene around them it's the people moving so you see since we're a small operation we don't fall into the uh, jurisdiction of the Empire. So you're part of the mining guild then? No, not actually. Our operation is small enough not to be noticed, which is advantageous for everybody since uh, our customers are anxious to avoid attracting attention to themselves. Aren't you afraid the Empire is going to find out about this little operation? Shut you down? It's always been a danger, but it looms like a shadow over everything we've built here. But things have developed that'll ensure security. Mm. I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. We would be honored 
you would join us. They even added some more to that later on in the special edition when they added more to Cloud City. Like they actually yeah. kind of made Cloud City seem bigger, which was a good thing. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the few good editions of that special edition. So there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that's a great. I love it. Yeah. I love that that's on your list. Yeah. That's and awesome. I, well, well, there was one that was that um was was vying for it that is not on my list. And it's all um and I, I'll just mention it because it's around the same time. And I love the scene where um, Lando uh, sees Luke for the first time in Cloud City. Yeah. That's a great scene too. And to me, I couldn't put them both in here, but they, they go together. There's something about those two things that go together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're right. That's a good one. All right. My number two, and this is where we get into the new trilogy. Yeah. And this is very close to number one. It almost wow. made my number one, but, um, but I, and I, this is of the new trilogy. It's my favorite moment. And that is the tooling with Hux scene in oh. the last jedi the opening part of the last jedi when yeah. um when poe is getting ready to attack the dreadnought and he's he's got hux on the line he's stalling and he's joking around he's calling him hugs yes I don't know if, 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 he's, he's just like messing around with him and then the guy's like i believe he's tooling with you sir that yes. whole that whole scene i mean the whole scene is amazing i still it's maintain this is the best opening scene for any oh. star wars movie wow i think that is the best opening scene for any star wars movie but that particular moment when he's sitting there messing around with hux on the uh, on the calm that was hilarious i love it and that is like that is one of the flat out like laugh out loud moments like star wars is a lot of comedy and there's a lot of funny things that happen yeah. but that just made me laugh like just ha! like whatever big annoying laugh in the theater so that's why i love that one so much yeah and i think uh that might be the most controversial inclusion on our list because that would not um that was uh that scene caused a debate among fans about whether it was too jokey when it what? came out yeah do you remember that really oh yeah oh, the well, podcast. I remember people people got mad at the latch Jedi for a lot of things yeah. uh and i didn't know that was one of them but it yeah. doesn't surprise me that people are getting upset about it that's kind of ridiculous it's never there's no such thing as too jokey for for star wars i don't star think wars so either. Has, has a long history of comedy yeah it's always been a part of the the franchise and it just was like a flat out i mean that's kind of that's what the character is poe is that kind of character that jokes around like he's a kind of a you know, jokey kind of guy. Yeah. So I know. I, I think that's funny. But yeah, but just because of his association with the Last Jedi, that might be the most controversial effect. Sure. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? The number two um, is also this is a kind of a weird one, but I have to go with it, and it is because it's iconic and it's the opening crawl. <laughs> good call i didn't even think of that that's a good call see i had to just because as a kid even like i did i remember not even really wanting to go see it and then when that you get that opening crawl and you're just like what is happening and like and even i remember in 1977 parents reading it out loud to the kids in the theater like it is a period of civil war like you'd hear everybody across the theater reading it to the kids that were in the theater who couldn't read yet and right. uh, it's just, I mean, nothing looks like that. Lucas, Lucas um, got into trouble from the director's guild, I think, because he wouldn't put the credits, the movie yep. credits first. He took lumps for it. And then in the end, it's the thing um, that, that uh, I was going to say combines all the movies, but it doesn't combine Solo and Rogue One, unfortunately. But it's obvious. It's very obviously not a part of that. And it feels like there's something missing in those movies because there's no crawl. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so I got to go with it. And some of them are written better than others. 
Yeah. Um, you know, like okay, what's your what's your favorite one? What's your favorite crawl? The first one. Of, New Hope. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. But then other ones are like war. It's like we already said war. It's called Star Wars. That oh, one that the starts one with the rise of sky. The dead have spoken. Oh, was that the the whatever they said that's the, the that Empire might like be that. the worst one actually. It probably is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's just a, oh come on. <laughs> the dead have spoken. Yeah, basically yeah. we're gonna fast forward a, a major plot point that we're yeah. just gonna con- we're gonna throw into the crawl to get it so, just so we can get to the movie kind of yeah. thing like that 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 to me the crawl's not there as an excuse for bad filmmaking no the crawl is there to set up a story and it is uh it was taken that that idea was taken from from flash gordon and those serials the buck rogers and those kind of serial uh series that that george lucas grew up watching where they kind of explained what was happening right they explained the story here's where we left because because every week they would come back to the theater and see a new adventure of of uh flash gordon and they would have to explain what what happened last time right yeah which was easier to do than just, you know, now, of course, we always have the previously on, we have the recap, but back then they, it was, it was much easier just to write that out rather exactly. than have to actually show it. So yeah, th- that's true. The, yeah. The crawl is a really, it, that's a really good uh, um, item for this list for sure. <clears throat> well, now I feel like my first one isn't, but that's okay. No, um, no, you should, you should stick with good. it. It's good. No, it's a good one. It's, it is it, what it is, is the, uh, the final battle. Like I would say uh, the, the entire battle of Endor Ah. for me is the best battle scene in star wars uh but um specifically if i'm gonna have to pick a moment from that scene it's the flying into the death star with uh with lando and um what's his co-pilot's name again me and numb uh, me and numb and then wedge on the on the you know wedge also coming in there with his x-wing and the, the like hey caves first movie they flew into trenches and they had to navigate trenches and they had to and then had luke had to shoot that thing in the middle using the force and that was difficult as it was but in this movie they fly into the death star are you kidding me they fly into the death star through the death star and blow it up and then fly away that's even more dramatic than the than the original movie in my opinion so that's why i like that scene a lot i really every time i'm, I'm watching it if it's on tv or something or if just have to have it on in the passing i come and sit down and watch that whole thing the whole scene yeah and also um the another moment where i thought they were going to blow up the millennium falcon and kill lando i did i thought I mean, they were i thought i thought i thought it was i thought we could i, I did not think that he was gonna or i thought that was gonna be his ultimate punishment for betraying them in the empire strikes back i or, thought that's or, what they're or his redemption right that would be his redemption right, right. By, by having to give the ultimate sacrifice to help the rebel alliance that would redeem that character but that would also be a valid reason for not having han in the in the falcon right, right? Like that's that, right that way they could right because you don't want to kill off han although no, you did talk about doing that um but uh they would want to uh if, yeah that would be very easy and and completely reasonable to do yeah right but that's right that's right that's a good one. I love, I, and I love that scene too. It's so good. I'm, I'm like, yeah, like yeah. that whole thing. I mean, I don't find it. So, someone in the class um, told me that they rewatched Star Wars and they found, they said the, the effects in the classic trilogy are terrible, but they get a lot better in the prequels. And I was like, spoken like a true young person who's grew up with CGI. Yeah. If you grew up with CGI, um, then maybe that's to you what special effects look like. But uh, to me, Return of the Jedi, that, that space battle, that's like h- how they did that with the technology they had. And it actually looks great. That great scene where all the, it comes straight at you and they kind of all fly. Yes, yes. Oh, 
Yeah. So good. All, all the TIE yeah. fighters are flying super fast like that. Yeah, you're right. And and it's uh, I think the only answer to the question, I'm sure there's lots of behind the scenes um, documentaries you can see about it and to find out what they did. But it's just meticulous attention to detail is all that is. Every single one of those uh, ships had its own like camera. That's how they do that, right? The camera follows the ship or something. I don't remember. Like I, they, they figure out a way to know. move it. Anyway, but each one of those ships has been like specially set up to go in a direct. It's all kinds of attention to detail, and that's how they did it so well. CGI lets you fudge that stuff. Yeah, and, and I think in a lot of ways CGI is a bit of a crutch for people to like. Oh, we'll just CGI it. Don't worry about it. We'll just CGI. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, it's it's, it's so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, back then they could they didn't have that option, and if they wanted to make it look good, it had to be real, had to be practical. Yeah. And had to be shot on film like everything else. Otherwise, it wouldn't look real. So it, it, it is a great moment. All right, let's hear your, your number one Star Wars moment. Well, I had to go with um, maybe the most iconic image. I just didn't know. I, 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 I could not leave this off, uh, out of number one. I thought about it, but uh, ultimately, I was like, no, it has to be this. And it's Luke looking at the twin sunsets on Tatooine. just a great moment in cinema you know mm -hmm. beyond so, yeah beyond just star wars that itself that scene is iconic and everybody yeah. recognizes it that's right that is the number one image yeah for sure and, and again the music the score to go yeah. along with that that quiet moment he's just looking out at the horizon and, and wondering about his future you know that whole thing that was a great uh, moment and uh, uh key part of that first movie oh it's so uh, it's so good and it's also you know, it's about like unfulfilled hope and like, so there's so much just baked into that scene that, um, and the idea at the time of showing two sons or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, just like, wh where did this come from? You know, that, but I think, like, okay, um, so they, they're shooting that scene in T Tunisia, right? They're yeah. in Tunisia, they're shooting it. And then they're like in post and then George is like, or maybe there was always two sons. I don't maybe. know. Maybe George is like, maybe in post, they're like, I think we should have another son there. I think that would make it look like an alien planet. And it did. Yeah. It absolutely did make, make it look like an alien planet. There's nothing more. That, that to me is one of the most effective ways to depict an alien planet is to either change the type of sunlight you get. Like a good example of that is, um, uh, you see, you saw, you seen Pitch Black, right? Remember yep. Pitch Black with Vin Diesel? Yeah. And that whole thing where they show the the daytime is a we, it's a different type of sun, so the the light is a different color. That is really really cool when they do that, or when they show multiple suns in the in the sky or a different type of sky than we're used to, then we can we can see that it's an alien planet. So that's excellent and a good detail in Star Wars for sure. Those are good lists. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. So, so let me let us know if you want us to keep doing this kind of stuff. We would yeah. do it every week. Just just whenever there's like a you know not yeah. a lot to talk about for Star Wars, we do want to keep posting every two weeks, of course. And on these kind of lighter uh, lighter news weeks, so to speak, we'll uh, we'll come up with these lists. And also let us know what type of list you want us to come up with. Like what kind of other you know what else could we do here? We could do top five vehicles, Star Wars vehicles. Ooh. Top five. Um, what else could we do? Top five villains. You know, we could also expand it to include the animated series as well and, and that kind of stuff. So we, there's all kinds of stuff we could do with it. I think it's a lot of fun. And so I also should give credit to the countdown 
movies and TV reviews podcast, you may remember we did an episode with uh, one of those guys uh, from Australia. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they do this every week, by the way. They count down 10 of something every week, the, the two of them, Wayne and Paul. And uh, we did a, I think we did a top 10 Christmas movies with them at one point. Yeah. Uh, but those are the guys who've really kind of mastered this format of the, of the top 10. And uh, so I have to give a nod to them as well for inspiring this, uh, this segment. That's great. I think that's it. Anything else you want to talk about this week for Star Wars stuff? No, I was just going to say that things that a lot of the things that didn't make my top five ended up being like lots of funny moments. So maybe okay. we do a podcast with the top five funny moments. That's right. Yeah. There's some good comedy in there. There's some great comedy. That's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just get celebrated. Now, sure. yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, we'll keep it going. We'll keep this list going. Let us know what you want us to do. Uh, that's going to be for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Jeff Badawanker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. I'm taking an awful risk, Vader. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon. No, I am the master. Four two one, you come. Going into Toshi Station.